Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Here is part 2 of the diner. What Mike, Steve, and MC are looking forward to most in 2019. Um, let's talk about TV. Because there's some stuff coming out this year. And, and Steve, I'll let you go first because I know that there's a particular show that you're a huge fan of that I have not gotten a chance to watch at all that everybody has been talking about coming out in April of this year. Uh, no. Yes, so that's the show Riverdale. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, my, my wife, Mandy, actually watched a little bit of that show, and she liked it. I'm like, are you watching that Archie show? So is Chelsea. What, Chelsea what is loves it. It's surprisingly yeah. really good. I, I, I swear to you on everything, it's really good. Uh, if, you like Sabrina, if you like Sabrina, you you will like Riverdale. I, I got to watch that, the one on, on Netflix. Like, I've been meaning to watch that. Um. I I, uh, I imagine Mike, you're talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, that would be correct. Yeah, that's um, very interesting because it's coming out. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, April of of this upcoming year. So I mean, it's it's a couple months away, like three months away, um, and it's a very short run. Uh, there's only going to be seven episodes. Now, granted, they're all going to be longer than an hour. Um, so, I mean, it's almost like seven short movies. Uh, this is not the same kind of season you'd, you'd expect, but um, it's shorter than the, the previous seasons. Last season and, th- and this season both have diverged from any completed books at this point. Um, so there has been a little bit of fan backlash of being like, there is a clear difference in the quality of the story from when you go and this is exactly when the books end and now Steve you still there? Uh oh Oh no we lost him him. (laughs) he was just about (laughs) to tell us about Game of Thrones um well when he comes back he can continue to tell uh tell us about about that um the big one right now um Steve, are you back yet? No. Okay. Um, nope. The one that I'm excited about the most is actually really not far away at all. It's only two weeks away. Um, and that's The Punisher Season 2. Yes, um, absolutely. I am yes. super excited about Season 2 of The Punisher. Um, but not only that, too, um, I just sent you that meme of uh, <laughs> the, the it, it's like a news report. It's, it's a fake news report, and it says The Punisher has canceled Netflix. Um, like I'm, I'm so excited about that because it's just, he's in my opinion, like if, if you only, if you have to take out a villain, regardless of what his superpowers are and you need a superhero, who's going to do it, it, the Punisher's the man because like he will find a way to do it because he's just not going to stop until it's done. And like, yep. it's, it's something that my wife watched with me too. So like anytime we can actually share media is always a good thing. So uh, I'm super excited about uh, season two of The Punisher. Uh, what do you got lined up, man? That, that that you're super excited about as far as like what's on the the small screen? Um, well, I am excited about uh, season two of Punisher. I, I, I'm just to say something about that. I'm I'm 
gonna be I'm really curious to see if if the way they approach the ending of it changed because of the cancellations that have happened with the other shows and if they're gonna try to actually end on like give give the story closure oh. as opposed to the, as opposed to how like Luke Cage and Iron Fist ended on these these cliffhangers that you know we're just we're not going to get answers for. Yeah, because so I'm, the I'm, Punisher's, so I'm curious yeah. to see. The Punisher's the yeah, only one so that they, knows about that because none of the other ones did. They were all like already in the end of their production or very close to it. Like Daredevil, like there's no way. Well, they I don't think anybody knew. No, nobody would have expected Daredevil because it like that's the the crown jewel of them yeah. all. Yeah. And, and and no one knew that that they were that that all of them were going to be canceled. I mean, you could kind of understand, you know, Iron Fist. You could kind of understand because you know it wasn't the first season wasn't popular, and the, the, we enjoyed the second season, but some people didn't. Even though you know the Rotten Tomato score says that you know it had the biggest you know gap between seasons yeah. uh, as far as it, it, its approval. But you could understand. You could understand that. You could. You could maybe even. You could even understand Luke Cage just because of the mixed reviews on its first season versus second season. But no one saw Daredevil, especially with with the information, uh, with it being the second most watched show in the month of November. Yeah. Um, behind you know Sabrina. So I'm 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 going to be curious to see that for 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 uh, Punisher season two, um, and I'm also going to be curious to see if if maybe. There was any attempt to maybe give it some kind of closure since this uh, season two of Punisher is taking place uh, post Daredevil. So the Karen page we're going to see in uh, the Punisher is going to be a Karen page that does take place post everything that happened in season three of Daredevil. Oh, OK. So, yeah, that'll be so, interesting. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see what they uh, what they decide to do uh, with that. Um, but for me, um, one of my favorite bands ever been My Chemical Romance, and I was very unhappy when they broke up. Yeah. But but their frontman Gerard Way, even though he stepped away from you know really making music consistently, he hopped into the comics world and has been has been doing a wonderful job there for years. And I'm excited that his uh, his first comic. Uh, post MCR that that kind of really got him into the comics world. Umbrella Academy is going to be is going to be making its Netflix debut in February. Okay, and so I'm um, you know I'm 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 really fascinated to see that. Um, I, I actually found out too actually right before we went on. I think that the um, the Doom Patrol show that's also going to be premiering that month also. Actually, they both come out on the same day on uh, February fifteenth. The Doom the, the Doom Patrol show is also going to be based on Gerard Way's run of the Doom Patrol comic um, from uh, a few years ago. Oh wow! So he's going to get getting a lot of uh, a lot of play this year. Ab- abso- absolutely. So uh, yeah, Umbrella Academy. I, I like. I mean, we all love superhero stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really curious to see, you know, you know how they adapted. You know, Mary J. Blige is going to be. Uh, Playing an assassin um, in this in this uh, in in this adaptation, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it 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 looks pretty dope from from the trailer that we've seen. And um, for those who don't know, you know the the the, the basic premise basic premise is uh, basically it's, it's it's like a dystopian 
future where I think it was like JFK never died or something. Oh. And there, okay, here it is. Okay, yeah, just I just pulled it up. Uh, so, um, in 1989, 43 infants are born to random, unconnected women who showed no signs of pregnancy. Seven are, are adopted by Sir Reginald Hargreaves, a billionaire industrialist who creates the Umbrella Academy and prepares his children to save the world. But in their teenage years, the family fractured and the team disbanded. Now the six surviving 30-something members reunite after the news of dude's passing um, to work together to solve a mystery sur surrounding his death. Huh, nice. Yeah, so it's like superheroes, some murder mystery, action adventure, a little bit of comedy too. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean it should be it should be dynamite, man. It sounds it sounds good. I mean, I don't even know that he w was a writer at all. Like I think it's kind of cool that he went from frontman of a of one of the biggest emo bands out there ever to comic book writer you know now and he's going to be getting his own show and he's going to be like the doom patrol that they're going to be doing is based on his run so that's that's pretty interesting yeah and and with uh, i was actually watching an interview that he did with uh with kevin smith yeah and not not only was he able to do his own run of the doom patrol but dc also trusted him enough that they actually gave him um enough cachet if you will to create its own, his own universe within the doom patrol so he's not only he, he not only did uh writing for for the most recent run of doom patrol but he also was able to create other uh comics and other characters that have a shared universe with it as well yeah i mean it's that, that, that was really i don't cool. even, i didn't even know anything about it but i'm gonna watch both of these now so so good call um steve you got cut off there man earlier you were telling us about um the this upcoming season of game of thrones man you want to pick up where you left off yeah, I'm about to throw this laptop right out the window. <laughs> um, it's been giving me problems all day long. Anyway, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, it's a show that you've probably heard of, whether you've seen it or not. Every person on Earth probably knows what it is. Um, but yeah, the new season, there's only like six or seven episodes. The writing hasn't been on point, but George R. R. Martin himself like kind of worked with the team and told them how he plans on his book ending some of them like the major beats um there's like hundreds of plot lines that the show does not include that are from the books so his ending doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be their ending kind of like the walking dead you can read the comic and you can watch the show enjoy yeah. them both and neither of them are even remotely close to each other other than some of the major like beats and plot points but you know, characters are dead or not dead and, and st stuff's all over the place. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see how it ends. Um, but I'm more interested to see the books come out whenever that happens, if that happens. Yeah, you know, I I might end up reading those, too, just because, like, I never got into the series just because I didn't have HBO. And, like, I probably should watch it. I know that a million people have told me that I should really catch up on it. I just I never really got into it. Um as far as, like, these, there's so much TV that's coming out this year, but the, the ones that are really jumping out at me that I'm really excited about. First off, this is one I didn't even realize was coming out, and they don't, they haven't, they don't have a, a set date on it yet, but this is the cast. And let me give you the cast, and then I'll tell you what the title is, okay? So these are the people involved. Uh, regular filmmaking partners George Clooney and Grant Hesloff, uh, Good Night and Good Luck, they were involved with that together, are overseeing cast that includes Clooney, Kyle Chandler, Hugh Laurie, and Giancarlo Giannini. 
Uh, former girls regular Christopher Abbott stars as a U.S. Air Force bombardier uh, who runs afoul on the self-canceling... Uh, I can't tell you the rest because then it'll give it away. Um, <laughs> but it's it's Catch-22. I don't know if any of you guys ever read this. Like, it's it's a classic. It's a World War II satire. And, like, if you were in the military, it was, like, required reading. Um, but, like, it's it, a great book. Um, they did a movie that was okay by Mike Nichols, but it was just all right. I'm interested to see how this series on Hulu was going to go. So I'll probably end up checking that out. Um, but the big one, I think, that we haven't mentioned yet, um, we, we got to talk about Stranger Things. Stranger, Stranger Things Season 3. I think that's one of the... I've, I thought you were going to say maybe you talk about why I was cut off and rebooting there. Uh, well, did we mention <laughs> Punisher Season 2 as well? We did, yeah. But go ahead, since you, yeah. since you were cool. lost... Lo- no, 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 I just... I heard Jigsaw. I'm excited to see their rendition of Dude, it. That's all I need to say. I, I was reading up yeah. on it. It's it, it's a different take that they're taking with him. It's um, first off the guys the guy's face is not nearly as mangled as like if you saw Punisher Warzone. That dude's face was jacked up. Like this version of Jigsaw is not like that. It's more mental. He he had a brain injury from his fight with Frank, and he says you know all the pieces are disconnected like, in the trailer, and he has this really interesting-looking mask. Like, you gotta check out the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. But, like, their their take on this is gonna be much different than anything I've seen with Jigsaw in the past. Nothing against the trailer, though, but nothing was quite as good as that first Punisher one where it was synced up to Metallica. That is the most incredible trailer I've ever seen. I still watch that trailer every now and then. Like... I've seen the series. I've seen the entire season, and I still watch that trailer because that trailer is just the dopest thing I've ever seen. Hands down. Yeah. Like, but yeah, this one's good. So anyway, back to the yeah. aforementioned Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stranger Things. Like, I've it, I would never say that it's like my favorite series out there, but it has become like a a cult phenomenon. Like everybody is obsessed with it. Like, everybody loves this series. And, like, that's the thing is, like, they, they do an interesting thing in the in the way that they set it. They set it in the 80s, and it, it really is, it's like watching an 80s movie. It really has that same feel that so many of those movies had. And some people, like, really don't like that. They're like, oh, well, they're just, you know, manipulating you and using your nostalgia. Like, okay, that's great, but it's still a really interesting story. And it's been fun. It's been funny. It's been scary at points. It's It's been enjoyable and like ultimately like that's that's my only criteria for media is it just needs to be enjoyable and do i feel like i wasted my time watching this and and i haven't yet with stranger things so i'm I'm all in for the next season i i absolutely agree i mean it would be one thing if the only thing going for it was like look how much nostalgia right like some like kind of your your review and some other reviews i heard about wreck it ralph is it's like it's really more about the references than any sort of real plot or story or anything. Like I said, it's more of an Easter egg hunt. If that's all it was. Okay. Yeah. It's not that great, but it's super compelling. Yeah. And the acting is so on point. Like I believe everyone in, in their roles. Yeah. Like it's exactly, it's, it's believable. And I think the other thing too, that, that is of note with all of this is like one of the movies, like, cause I read the book. I didn't like the book. Um, I watched the movie, didn't like the movie, and that's Ready Player One. The difference between this, between uh, Stranger Things and Ready Player One, 
is Stranger Things is not just being like, hey, remember this thing from the 80s? Wasn't it great? Don't we all love it? Isn't that fantastic? No, they're not doing that. Like, they're, they're, they're using it and twisting it. it. There's homages. There's nothing overtly like we're stealing this from this thing. They've got the feel down. You know, it's like if you think about it, um, the that 70s show on Fox, everybody liked it just because it was funny and it was goofy. But like it managed to capture certain things that were going on in the 70s and make that feel same thing with the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years was was, you know, filmed in the 90s, but set in the what 50s, 60s. So like they managed to make those things feel like those time periods instead of just being like, hey, remember Back to the Future? Here's the DeLorean. Like it's. You can't just throw pop culture at people and just expect them to just be like, oh, hey, this is wonderful because you mentioned that thing. You have to get the feel right. And that's the thing that Stranger Things gets right and Ready Player One doesn't. Um, With Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph was actually, in my opinion, better than Ready Player One because Wreck-It Ralph put all of the internet stuff in context. It was like, hey, you're in the internet, so this is what it would look like if the internet were contextualized as like a giant city. So it like it had that that feel to it. And like at one point they go to the dark web, which was freaking hilarious. And it's like this dark seedy underbelly and it and it they just made everything feel like you would expect it to. Like eBay was this big giant like auction block type thing. It was it was very it was enjoyable, <laughs> but like they didn't do it a disservice in any way. So That's fantastic. Yeah. And and like Stranger Things is one of those things too where you want to watch it with the right to like for me that's the perfect thing to watch like around halloween yeah like it doesn't necessarily have to be scary but it has an atmosphere and that, that's kind of what you were describing in that atmosphere because everyone compares it to the same thing it's like oh it's like if stephen king wrote the goonies yeah and it's like yeah it is kind of that but at the same time like it has this eerie atmosphere that the 80s movies um captured yeah um but there's a sense of adventure too so it's like you always in the back of your mind kind of like i think everything's going to be okay yeah even though there's an entire tunnel network of monsters underneath our entire city (laughs) i still feel like somehow everything's gonna work out whereas you know a modern day movie would have kind of the bad ending a little bit more where it's well our character got away the entire city exploded but you know they got out. Yeah. Um, I mean, any other TV that you guys are, are looking forward to in uh, in 2019? Uh, season two of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I know you haven't watched it yet, but yeah. season one was 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 fantastic. Yeah. Like it's it's a really compelling, really interesting show, and 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 I think it's made even more interesting because it challenges. And, you know, if you if you used to watch the old Sabrina show or the old cartoon that used to come on, like it challenges what you thought you knew and loved about those characters from then with, you know, a new darker take on all of them and a new darker story. It, yeah. It's it's a it's a great show. OK. Yeah. I mean, I, I was already in. But, I mean, you just continue to, to sell me on this uh, on this series. <laughs> um, I think that I, I mean, I want to talk about video games, but like I want to save this for you and and Seagats uh, just because he's he's a bigger gamer than I am. Um, we'll probably bring Andy Barsh on here too because he's a uh, he's a big gamer as well. Um, but yeah, like and maybe bring Rambo on too. But I'm just kind of looking through. I mean, there's a lot of big names that are going to be coming out this year uh, in in the game gaming world. Uh, there's a new Sonic game, Team Sonic Racing. 
Uh, there's the, the biggest one is arguably coming out in about three weeks. Oh yeah, what's that? One that one Kingdom Hearts three. That's right. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts three. It's been it's it's been uh, I don't even remember when Kingdom. It's been what fourteen years I think since the the yeah. second one came, came out. Yeah. The... That, I I know I was late into my high school career when when that came out. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's fourteen years in in the making. We have no idea about all of the levels that they're gonna that they're gonna be doing for it, but you know it's 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 about time, and 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 they're gonna need a good game because you you, you there's there's virtually no universe, no world that you can be in where you can create a fan base, not release anything for fourteen years, <laughs> and then have the thing you finally put out, you know, be subpar. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they've decided to do, especially since they changed a lot of gears between what they were originally planning for Kingdom Hearts 3, which was going to be a prequel that that featured Mickey a bit more prominently, a prequel to the first game. Yeah. But now now it's just a sequel instead. So uh, I'm curious to see what they what 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 they're going to do this time around. And if this is like, are they going to end this with a trilogy or is this going to be something that. Um, is going to spawn perhaps a Kingdom Hearts four. I mean, I'm I'm interested. I remember playing the first one and really enjoying it. Um, apparently they're remaking Resident Evil two. That's yep. that's coming out. Yeah. Um, we got yep. Devil May Cry five. Awesome. Um, yeah, that that I'm yeah, I'm I'm very excited <laughs> about that. There looks like a game called Days Gone. I'm not. I don't know anything about that one. I mean, I'm clicking. Not on it sure right about now. that. Uh, it looks interesting. Actually, actually, let me guess. That's a zombie one. It certainly looks like it. <laughs> we actually got some interesting video game news today because Marvel inked a uh, a deal with some video game company um, to produce mobile games. Ooh, interesting. Yep that, that just just came out just came out uh, this morning. Oh, there's a Jedi game. There's a Star Wars game. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Let's see what we know about this. Uh, give me some information. It says, A new action-adventure game which tells an or- original story set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Uh, do we get any more details, or is that all you're going to give me? <laughs> uh, that's, that's all they're giving me. It says, Holiday 2019. Ooh. That should be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. I know this year the... the finally the third installment of marvel ultimate alliance is coming oh, out. oh really? yeah 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 it's coming out for switch that. oh yeah. nice yeah that'll be interesting i never played the second one like i played the first one and really really enjoyed it but like i just never got into the second one like i i don't know why i just was playing other games that one was really good the, the only downside was the the character roster was a good bit more limited than than the first game yeah. especially because i remember getting on my computer and then like putting in mods where you basically like any Marvel character that ever existed, you can plug into this game now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the second the second game's roster was just a tad, tad limited. Um, this one looks like it's going to be really banking on the MCU because the first yeah. two were were out before that existed. Because the second game came out when Civil War, the comic storyline was coming out, like had just come out, um, not the the film. So like this one has like the Black Order as the villains. Oh. It's going to have like the Guardians of the Galaxy basically probably all the people from the movies yeah pretty much yeah yeah i mean it's, you also have uh go ahead no, you're, you're good dude 
I was going to say, that's not even the, the only big Switch release because we're getting a Luigi's Mansion 3, which I didn't know about until I read this list I'm looking at just now. That's that's what's interesting about this is, like, I, I feel like movies and TV we hear a ton about. Like, video games, you, you don't get a lot of hype for some reason. And they're not – it's not like they start hyping it, I guess, because there's so much involved with it. And there's so much programming and there's so much time that they can't really be like, hey, this game's coming out in a year because it might get pushed back or it might get whatever, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel, feel like video games and, and albums, like new album releases, like you have to be proactive. Like if you want to know about stuff that's coming out in whatever sphere of gaming or music that you like – you have to be like plugged into a news resource where you can get updates because it's not going to hit the general news feeds. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Nope. Um, I mean, really, like, I, I'm still not seeing any games that are like, oh, I have to go get a system now. Like, I'm still just kind of like, eh, <laughs> I can, I'll live without it. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's cool stuff. Yeah. There's like, I, I, I think. I don't think it'll be a down year, but I think everyone's more looking forward to kind of what we're going to get next from Sony and Microsoft at E3 this year, because this year allegedly, like allegedly they're, they're, we're supposed to get some stuff about maybe the next consoles they're going to be doing. Actually, wait, I think Sony is skipping E3 this year, but I, um, I think Microsoft is supposed to be, you know, might be, doing like presentations for their next you know their next xbox system you know what they're planning to do going forward that's interesting though because like they're already going to be working on a new system already that quick i mean like that just seems very like they're already yeah, bending I, the the xbox one or the x bone as people like to call it <laughs> i don't well i mean i i think what it is i think what what they're probably trying to do is probably just uh get a head start i mean Sony Sony's been kicking their ass at E3 for years yeah. now and now Sony is is completely skipping E3 this year which you know for a lot of people it, it made a lot of people mad cuz it's like why why like why are you going why skip E3 this is it's it's the biggest video game conference of the year uh, unless you are like extremely unprepared for you know and you don't have anything to look forward to there's no reason to to be skipping it, but they're for some reason uh, they're they're skipping out they're skipping out on it, and it's casted a lot of doubt as to whether or not like the 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 Avengers game, the Marvel Avengers game that's supposed to be designed by Square Enix specifically for Sony. People have been waiting for years for a trailer for that, and we thought we were going to get that last year, and then when we didn't get it, we we're like, okay, maybe we'll get that this year, only to find out. Okay, they're skipping E3, so maybe not. It does seem kind of ridiculous, like to just to skip E3. That, that's the biggest event by far, and they're just like, "Eh, we're good." Like that's that just seems. It'd be like Marvel skipping the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a perfect analogy. It really is. Um, I think like the video. I always feel like video games are going to get to a point where like the 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 bottom is going to drop out because like for years the same problems have been happening like these developers just want more and more and more and more and more and the fans want more and more and more and more and more and like then a new game will come out people are mad because it costs 60 bucks and it doesn't sell and like these poor developers are still just busting their asses 
to like put games out as fast as they possibly can and like they're not getting paid the, at the level they should be like there's just all these problems with the video game industry in general and then we ran into that whole thing with Gamergate a few years ago and now we're running into that oh, with yeah. Comicsgate that, like it's it, it just seems like something's gonna change here soon and it's gonna be like we're gonna be stuck with some really crappy games for a long time until they figure it out but like it's and it may be completely different. This is based on what, like, what I know from when I was working with, like, you know, with GameStop and stuff like that. But, like, it's... I know that GameStop really pissed off the industry when the industry was like, hey, listen, this costs a lot of money for us to develop these games. You guys sell all these used games. You think you could throw us a little mo- little money of that used game industry that you get there? And they're like, uh, no. So they were like, all right, cool. Then we're going to go <laughs> to a download-only system so that you don't get to sell games as much as you used to. And GameStop is like, yeah, go ahead. People are still going to come. And they've shut down like like 25% of their stores in the last like few years. <laughs> so like it, it really yeah. has made an impact. And like, I just found... And it's probably, yeah. a com- it, it's probably a combination of not only that, but like like the exchange, the exchange rate, even for recently bought games, is pretty ridiculous for GameStop. Yeah. Like you, even if you wanted to sell it back to GameStop, it's like... I could sell this on eBay or or Amazon or somewhere for maybe just knock a couple of dollars off whatever it costs right now, or I can go to GameStop and they're gonna offer me like five bucks for this fifty dollar game. Jeez, like, <laughs> like is it, it? I feel like if GameStop were a bit more fair yeah. in in the refund in their their refund policy, recently I haven't I haven't tried to sell a game back to GameStop in about five years. I think it was 2014 was the last time I really tried yeah. to, to do it. And, and they are, they're literally trying to offer you pennies for these games. And it's like, why, like, why would I sell it back to you if I'm not going to get my money back yeah. or, or not even something resembling like a, a, a store credit that's equivalent to the value of the game. Well, and it was one of those things too. Like it's, they, they literally, convince anybody who's a good manager to leave because they won't pay you enough. They, they don't care about you or your store. It's all about profit. And like customer service goes out the window because you have to follow their stupid rules. And I, I used to on a regular basis, like if somebody was like, look, I really didn't like this game. Is there any way I can get my money back? I'm like, listen, I can't give you cash back, but if you can pick another game, I will gladly exchange it for you. And like a lot of, a lot of store managers would be like, nope, sorry, no refunds. And, like, just, just fight with customers and not realize that, like, hey, you know, if you gave them a solution to this problem instead of just being like, nope, sorry, I gotta be a dick, um, th- that would solve a lot of this. And I think that that's a huge problem with GameStop is they're, they hire – that's who they hire. And not only that, their pay mm-hmm. rate that they offer all of their managers and all of their employees breeds that because who's going to want to work there for, for chump change other than angry nerds who get discounts on games? Oh, it's the greatest job yep. ever because I get a discount on games. Yeah, but you're making like you know nothing. Well, yeah, but I get a discount on games. Yep. Yeah, it's it's just it, it, they they created their own culture problem basically there. But yep. like that's that's a subject for a whole different podcast. Um, <laughs> exactly. How how is a how is a video game like streaming service not really taken off? Well, see, that's the interesting thing because. That has been one yeah. uh, one of my one of my close friends went to school for video game design, and he told me, actually four years ago, he told me that that's where the industry was kind of trending towards. Eventually, is that eventually 
these these companies instead of taking their games and trying to sell them to the the uh, you know Sony or whomever will get them will instead create a, a subscri- like a subscription service where it's like hey you pay us you know whatever a month and hey you get access to every game we've ever made you know mm-hmm. they, that you know for a company like an EA that will make a ton of sense yeah. you know if you prefer Madden 15 instead of 18 or if you want to play like you know uh, an, an older version of FIFA or something like that like that like that's what they would eventually trend towards and it's, it's interesting because they're really it doesn't seem like there's been any groundwork or anything that's kind of moved in that general direction um, like the only thing that I've seen that's kind of like that is Sony on the you know on, on the PS4 you have the PS now which you know for I think is twenty dollars a month twenty dollars a month you get access to a hundred plus like older Sony games that you can't download anywhere. So, you know, if you wanted to play some some old games from PlayStation 1 or PS2 or whatever the case may be, for 20 bucks a month, you have access to all of that and then some. But yeah, I haven't I think really Microsoft seen that has something else. like like that, like an Xbox Live Game Pass, or I forget what it's called, but it's the same thing. It's a select catalog that they really, you know, aren't adding to or anything. And, and like you said, it's it's typically older stuff like X, Xbox 360 games stuff like that it's not like you know three months and it, it, i mean it could be like netflix where it's yeah all right you don't get the games as soon as they come out but a couple months later then they're added onto the service or like you said it's it's you know company specific or whatever kind of like okay i want to get hbo go because i just want to watch the stuff on that channel um i i just it's weird to me that like it's working so phenomenally well for television that someone hasn't even like attempted it. Like Mike said, yeah. like game flies out there and that kind of was the same model of like, we'll mail you the discs, but like an actual like streaming service. I don't know. Maybe it's just something where some sort of logistical problem of like downloading the games and only having them as, yeah, you know, but, temporary or something. I don't know, but you can figure but that think out. About, like MMORPGs, man, like Star Trek online, Star Wars, uh, old Republic, um, I mean, World of Warcraft, I mean, for crying out loud, like there's so many MMORPGs that you can play as long as you have an internet connection streaming the whole time live. Like, why yeah. have they not done more things like that? I mean, yeah, you download it, but there's so much, there's so many algorithms out there that they can create that gives you a temporary download. So it's like, hey, you only have this for a week and then the download deteriorates. I mean, it's not hard. Like, it's, they would make a lot of money. I'm, I'm with you. There's got, there's got to be some, some technical aspects to this. So, yeah. Yeah. It's actually it, it's interesting that Microsoft is was actually doing something like that because they they actually have a back, they actually have backwards compatibility which Sony doesn't doesn't have like I can't play I can't play my PS3 games on my PlayStation 4 which is the only reason that I still have my PS3. Yeah. But I, from my understanding I thought Xbox had that like that was one of their selling points which was you know, if you still have your 360 games, like you can still you can play them on Xbox One. It it's it's a it was a limited backwards compatibility. Oh, okay. So like like there's two things you can do. So there is um like the the cable ports were in the back where you can plug in 
basically anything that runs off an HDMI cable. So you can run your your like television cable box through there. Um, you can put whatever. So you could daisy chain an Xbox 360 into your Xbox One and kind of play it through the Xbox One so you never had to really leave it. Or there was a list of games where you could literally just put the disc into the Xbox One and it would work. So technically, yeah, all the games could be played there, but some of them you still needed a 360 for. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that they were limited in that. Yeah, yeah. It, and I knew okay. that was something where they were like continually updating. So it started out like 50 games were backwards compatible, and they were kept adding to the list that more and more were there. But I think probably at this point that they're pushing more towards that xbox live pass they're like look if you want to play xbox games just get our service and you can play them that way yep yeah i mean it it definitely it's all these things that we think are so simple and should be done it just seems like and i think that's the problem with with the video game industry in general and everybody wants to think i don't know why they want games so cheap you know like i I shared a link on our group page one time um from uh will wheaton and he was talking about how when you break down $60 for a game, or let's let's say they up the price for video games to $70, okay? $70 for a video game. When you play, let's use Red Dead Redemption, or yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 as an example that takes you hundreds of hours to complete and finish, and you're entertained by that. When you divide that up and how much you're actually paying for it, like you're paying like pennies, like pennies on the on the hour for for that mm-hmm. much entertainment when if you think about it you're spending how much to go to see the movie go to see a movie like 15 bucks for two hours like you're getting a better like per hour ratio of entertainment when you're playing a video game and like the fact that people are yep. so angry about it like just it still blows my mind like they just don't think it, outside of their little narrow sphere of of influence yep and it doesn't even take into account all of the DLC that the companies then offer after these games have already been released. Like Spider-Man released a three-part series. That game came out in September, and they released three new parts to that game as part of the same storyline three months after the fact. And even combined, wouldn't I mean, still wouldn't change, you know, the value of what of of what you paid for versus what you got, you know, from playing it. I mean, I still play it regularly, even though it came out three months ago. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an interesting thought um, project when you really look at things. Um, what I want to do here is I want to go and wrap things up. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Mr. MC Brooks, you're getting ready to go to another uh, another con. Well, it's not really a con. I mean, I guess it is. It's a convention. It's a gathering yeah, of people yeah. doing nerdy things. So yes, it's a convention. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell tell everybody what it is you're doing, and if they're unfamiliar with what it is, uh, kind of give them a, a rundown on what uh, what this particular uh, fan fest is. Sure. So uh, just a few minutes after we wrap up here, I'm going to be heading 20 minutes down the road to the National Harbor where the where MAGFest is currently taking place Uh, right now is is day two of MAGFest. And if you're unfamiliar with with what MAGFest is, it's essentially a 96 hour nonstop music and gaming festival. So there are no matter what time of day it is. No matter, no matter what time of night it is, you can go somewhere within this convention and play games, find people who are playing games, find people who are playing music, and there's always something to do. 
you know, there 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 are tournaments for like Street Fighter that start at three in the morning. And yeah, so I'm gonna be heading over there in just a few moments. It's my first Magfest. I'm very excited because I've heard nothing but but good things gonna, about how how fun it is. You're gonna absolutely love it. Yeah, so like I'm very much looking forward to it. I know a bunch of people that are there. Um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, one of the concerts that's taking place tonight, uh, which is with uh, you know nerdcore rap star uh, Mega Ran. Um, he's performing tonight, and that's going to be pretty awesome. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Based on that description, if someone said, "Steve, quick, tell me the exact perfect thing you could put together as an event for MC," it would be that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, um. Yeah. Um. You have one, uh, one job, while you're there, um, picks or it didn't happen. Um. Like I want, <laughs> I want picks. I mean, if you can get, if you can score some interviews, that'd be awesome. Like I just. I'm not asking you to like remove yourself from having fun and you're you're on you know you're on the job, but like just try to give us a little bit of insight in this for all, for you know these old guys who live in Fredericksburg and Pittsburgh subsequently who can't make it to Magfest. So, oh, absolutely. No, just just uh, just stay tuned to the uh, the Instagram this weekend. I'll, I'll try to get some pictures and video uh, where I can. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, guys, this was fun for our first episode of the diner on uh, GGR pirate radio. Um, there's going to be more of these that we'll do. Um, we are trying to secure an interview right now with, um, with GGR favorite, uh, Steve Connolly. Cause I want to talk to him about, uh, his favorite comic books from 2018. And I mean, obviously he'll say, you know, the middle age, but like, um, we're going to have him on. We're going to have Rambo on. We're going to talk about that. Um, we got lots of cool stuff that are, that's coming up this year, guys. Um, I want to see, I'm going to keep trying to talk to Rob Paulson to see if I can get him to come on, but I guess not. He's a busy dude, though, man. Like, he's he's always doing cons. He's always doing projects. So I'm sure he's hard to uh, to um, really lock down for more than a couple of minutes. Um, but we're going to be looking to try to get some more guests, too. We're going to be looking to try to get some more contributors as well. Um, but really, it's going to be the same great content that we always have. So for Steve, for MC, uh, my name is Mike Lunsford. And thank you so much for tuning in to the diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for more of our podcasts and all of our great articles. This has been a Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Drags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!